can we settle this right now uh, to all the cannabis people out there that are uncomfortable saying no? Can y'all just get comfortable saying no? <laughs> say no, ma'am. What a wild. I, it's it's okay. Right. Just say, they're right, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to, you know, we'll circle back to, bitch, just say no. We'll be <laughs> on Nancy like, no, Reagan, man. I'm not going yeah. <laughs> to. Right, right. It's just, cool it's to say, okay. just say, just say no. no. That's man. great. <laughs> That's a great poster. That's a great poster. Just you say no. Do that just shit. say no. Just say no. Just say no. Joints are old and joints are new. In less than a year, Hunter and Papa Joint have put together a cannabis operation that is actually growing in the year 2023. Joints not only has some of the freshest product in the state of Colorado, but they also, without a doubt, have the funniest marketing campaign. But make no mistake, Joints is a business and one that stands to ride the wave of one of the fastest growing sectors in cannabis. So I uh, was in the Marine Corps from 2008 to 2012. I got out of the Marine Corps. I went immediately, like three days after I got out, I went to work for Merrill Lynch. Worked for Merrill Lynch for about three months. Was dating a girl um, whose mom who whose mom was really in the real estate game and she was like she flipped hotels and motels oh, wow. and bed and breakfasts and her mom got crushed by the 2008 financial crisis and was saving her properties by growing weed in Colorado no, she, under the great yeah, you know under the way. like I have med right. cards yeah. stapled to That's my so wall funny, <laughs> so like man. Right. I'm a grower right. so right. I got uh, 100 med cards yeah and you know, having come from a a, play, a place like the Marine Corps into a place like Merrill Lynch, I was shell like I was not even like shell shocked. Is like <laughs> I can't explain to you how hard of a transition it was for me. And when I saw that this girl's mom was growing weed and making money, I was like, I want to grow weed. I want to make money. Yeah. So, Did we I, a weed smoker prior to that. I was. I was. I got really serious about weed in my one year of college, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was so, like, like, looking back on it, like, so wildly ignorant. I would say, like, I really liked being stoned, Yeah, but I really didn't know shit about weed. How does it it work in the military, man? People get high in the military? You know what, dude? Uh, We smoked a lot of weed in Afghanistan, (laughs) but otherwise, no, no, we you know, not really like Clear, clearly like local stuff. Yeah, hash. I mean, hash was a big deal. How was um, it? And the Afghan National Army always had hash. No, so, fucking shit. You know, us smoking hash out of a uh, water bottle top. Right, the chillum. Right? Yeah, it was right. like a pretty homemade chillum. Pretty. Uh, con- In fact, we got caught on one occasion um, by the Afghan National Army. We got we got hash from the Afghan National Army. We get caught by like the person who's in charge right. of all of them smoking hash. He threatens to like call our commanding officer. Mine, we were in like a very sincere. so you guys in the Afghan Army are like kicking it together smoking hash. No, the Afghan Army's not smoking it to with us. They're selling it to us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are, uh, and we get caught by like their commander, and he threatens to tell like right. our commanding officer. Right. And it, and 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 you should know that we're in like 
for real Taliban country. We're right. really in a kinetic environment and we're fighting daily. Damn. And this this guy is like gonna tell our commanding officer and we're just like, I fucking dare you. So I so I leave the Marine Corps, I go to Merrill Lynch, I meet I meet this girl, her mom knows how to grow weed. I move out here, right. I grow weed. I get to this like position where I'm like I'm much bigger than I like I'm much bigger at this than I ever thought I should be. Uh I get robbed. The same day I get robbed. So wait a minute, you got robbed in the as the business or I get robbed just as uh, an individual. As an individual. Okay. Um, I get robbed on the same day that I find out I'm going to have a kid. Oh. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, enough isn't, I'm not doing this. Um, I got robbed and I'm a Marine and I have a kid and I like all this perfect storm of circumstances. So I start a security company. Okay. Uh, with. What's the name of that company? Iron Protection Group. Oh, Iron Group. Yeah. 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 Of course. So, yeah. very big company. I, yeah. I grew a very big company and really had guards at like the vast majority of dispensaries yeah. in the city. Um, and sold it to General Cannabis. And that's how I end up at General Cannabis. So, really? I end up at General Cannabis. My best friend comes in from the Marine Corps and he runs Iron Protection Group for me. And I run General Cannabis's MA strategy. I do that for a few years and I have these deep connections with a lot of dispensary owners in the state of Colorado because I wouldn't provide guards to them too. So hold on, back yeah. up for a second. So General Cannabis never had their own storefronts, right? Correct. Until they, were just, they do now. Right. But they were just about, we're setting up shop, we're going to buy stuff. Yes. That was the point. It was MSO1. MSO one, yeah, patient it was, zero. It was roll up strategy right. number one. It right, was patient zero. Right. The process of that that five years like drove me into the dirt. Mm -hmm. Right. In terms of like the dishonesty, yeah. the manipulation, mm -hmm. the greed, the self interest. It drove me. It turned me. One. It turned me into this thing I didn't want to be. Two. It drove me like all the way down and I took two years away from it and I came back to this and said like, well, I have to work. We have to work. Right. You know, we weren't born on third base. Yeah. And, uh, quite honestly, we like, we, we have to do what we have to do to survive and we're not high. We're not like super hireable dudes. So, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, but we, so we looked at it and just said, well, we have to work. Uh, what's the absolute minimum criteria for having a job? And for me, it was, I want to be honest and I want to have fun, which at some level is just, you know, authenticity. Like if I can just be myself, who everyone knows, who everyone who knows me knows me as, and I can make it that part of the brand and I, and we can do this, you know, collectively as a group and just be this thing. Like one, it'll be entirely original. Like nobody's nobody's looking at the world that way. And two, we might fuck around and enjoy it. Right. And right. like that's it might work too. That's right. been the experience. And I mean, it's been the experience thus far. Um, and so it just like pushes us even harder. And we have this like we've turned this business into this ideas factory that 
quite honestly, spits out like terrible ideas on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, pretty regularly. <laughs> so the fact that we have like any traction is is yeah, fascinating I'll because take- we're 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 really like wading through a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> so <laughs> no, man, that's the process, yeah, though, man. I mean, is. you have to be like prepared to fail constantly. Yeah. Till you find that little gold nugget. You and know? we still might fail because it's just a state of weed. Like it still is a hard business. Things mm-hmm. are still like excruciatingly painful. Um, and like, yeah, we're having fun. It, and this is also very much part of our ethos. And we spent time talking about it last week where as a company of saying like, what do we want? Uh, and so for us, it's like, well, can we pay our bills and like, like each other at the end of the day? Yeah. And if we can do that, well, this isn't going to, it's not going to suck. Right. We, you know, we can like, we can enjoy coming to work every day. And all of a sudden shifting your like mindset to, we got to hit this number to, Here's what we have to do to survive. Yeah. And have fun. Uh, it's completely altered everything, every all every perspective we've had about this business. Y'all have a lot more skin in the game from the early days than I do by five, six years. But one thing I like about when I finally went legit with Hunter here two years ago is like I started at the bottom. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't have this, like your boy from San Francisco in 96. Mm. He has this precedent of what it is. Mm. I don't know any of that. Yeah. I'm just showing up here with the data here. Oh, pounds are this. Girls are going out of business left and right. That dispensary just shut down. Oh, they just got popped for... I, I like I'm in the crucible at the bottom. Yeah, I don't right. know any different. Right. So I don't have these bad habits. I, yeah. I, I well, think I've come into quite it. Quite frankly, yeah, right? Yeah, I come into it with a good idea of like, there's no smugness in our brand. Yeah. You got in the game kind of like now when it's more right, reality. Right. Yeah. Reality when reality was was really hidden. when reality really came. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh whoa, this is dangerous as shit. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is super risky. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, hey, dude, people are dishonest and shitty here. And he's like, yeah, all right. And then like six weeks into it, he's like, bro, I got a story for you. I'm like, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. But I think it's, uh, I've learned a lot in the last two years. I mm-hmm. think I like to focus more on, um, I think what's gotten us. Well, I guess what I learned real quick is like, oh, there's like some unreliable people in this business, oh, yeah. to say the least. And it's like, oh, all we got to do to like win people over is be reliable and honest, and honest with people and provide a, a fair product for the right price. So our price can go from, so to wholesale, we, we can sell a joint for $3.48 or we could sell it for $3.11. Oh, you guys are super tight with yeah, and we just try to keep and like our attitude on this is just simply that like we know what we need to make our to to make a nut. Yeah, to right. like actually have a but business yeah. and do what we said was our goal in the first place, right. which is just like enjoy it. Right. Right. And if we do better, great. But at the end of the day, dude, we're not going to break the value equation. 
this is what this product is worth. And I went out and bought it (laughs) and this is what it costs. And like, so, so if a a dispensary says to us, well, we buy joints for $2 and 50 cents. So we can't like you, you guys at $3 and 38 cents, like that's not, we can't pay that. My attitude on it is like, okay, well, here's what I spent making this joint. Here's why it costs this. Um, and I understand if they're not the same product and I understand if the price, if you don't want to pay that price. Um, but this is what it costs to produce the joint that I'm selling you. Right. No more, no less. And, right. and, um, it's allowed a lot of people to take a step back and say, well, how can I be buying a dollar fifty full flower joint? You're yeah. not. Dude, there's only 400 joints You're in not. a pound. Right. You're right. So, 50% trend at least. <laughs> yeah. Like what you, it's not. Yeah, like and, and so, so we've done oh, a lot. I'm, of I'm sorry. Say that one more time, so everybody hears that. Yeah, you get about out of 454 grams, you get about 400 mats, right? With flour, with flour, <laughs> because there's real okay. loss with stems. I think people everyone. need to hear that. Yeah, right. I know there's right. lo- there's real mm-hmm. loss with stems. Right. There's re- the, like we're really rolling this with flour, so yeah. we have actual loss. There's no loss in trim. No, it wasn't lost in the first place, right? So we don't use the number 450 to like understand how many one gram joints we're going to get in a pound. We right. use 400 because we know we're losing 10% of that That's product right. all the time. Right. Yeah. It's just part of the math. It's part of the math. And it's- so, you know, if you're buying, if you're a dispensary and you're buying a dollar fifty joint and they're telling you it's full flour, well, do the math. Yeah. Just do the math. Yeah. Because, you know, it's 23 cents in packaging. It's 8 cents in a cone. It's 40 cents in labor. Mm. We, pay empl- we pay for our employees to have health insurance. We give a fuck. Yeah. I've had these relationships with these people for a long time, but the reality of this is like, I'm not going to get beat up over price with an MSO mm-hmm. because I told you I'm Keystone. I'm not being unfair. Right. I'm doing what we have to do to survive and pay my people a living wage. I'm not going to entertain the idea of you telling me that you're going to buy it for 275 because you buy volume. I don't, right. the math doesn't work. I don't give a shit. And then secondarily is like, look, man, it's a pre-roll. It's so hard to convince a market that a pre-roll could have any possibility of being good, right? Like it's so hard to convince any weed smoker that like this might be a good product. That's interesting, man. So like, but you know what? Well, what you know what would make it even harder? Selling it to <laughs> Okay, so like but what makes it easier is like these companies who like see what we're doing, talk to us, meet with us, yeah. understand our cash flow, have honest conversations with yeah. us, and like interact with us as human beings because then yeah. they want to sell the product. They want to see us do. So we've looked at this again from an alternative standpoint and said, I don't care. Like, I can't wait for the day that we say no to one of these companies, right? Like I'm not going to sell you weed yeah, because I'm not there yet. And when I get there, you know, I get there when, but when I have, once I have convinced a people, a group of people in this market that we can put out a product that they know and quite honestly love based on seven to 10% product buying in any dispensary, Hmm. we know they love pre-rolls, but we know they suck. But once we can convince people that like there is a good one, then I'll worry about I know, the potential. Roots. Then man. I'll worry about the potential well. is there, right? Seven, ten percent already with a shitty ass fucking product. It's amazing. Oh, you're telling me 150 million dollars worth of pre rolls are sold every year and they all suck? <laughs> like they the all crime. universally suck? That's an opportunity. Spliff, joint, blunt, pre roll, cone. 
These are all variations on a theme, the most popular theme in cannabis. Sure, vapes and gummies are gaining market share, and for those that didn't grow up in the subculture, are probably more palpable options of consumption. But the dominant way that people consume cannabis today is via smoking. So how do we make that experience better? Like, what is the best joint? That's the number one question we asked ourselves. Like, hmm. if, if, when we started this business, we said, what is the best joint? The best joint is defined as the weed you like, ground by you, rolled by you, and smoked immediately after by you. Correct. That is the best joint. It is never going to be the pre-roll, ever. Yeah. How commercially close can we come to that product? One, input material, the weed that we like. Two, the grind, right? We have to have a good grind. Yep. Three, the the we had to change size, paper sizes. We use a much larger, we use a king size for a one gram as opposed to a 98 millimeter because our grind is bigger. <laughs> um, so we want to keep it in paper as little as possible. And that's why we don't do... So we don't do minimum order quantities, which I think is a massive problem in retail. We do maximum order quantities because mm. we need you to sell through the joints. That's right. You don't want them to sit on the shelf. No. That or looks bad paper. for you. Right. 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 So yeah. like even today, we were wrapping up some orders and at the end of the day, I got all my bags of all my different strains. Mm-hmm. They're all about empty. Right. So like I'll get a batch in and me and my production manager will look at what's in front of us. And if we did our job right, by the end of that batch of orders, there's no joints left. Right. Very few. As opposed to, you'll buy a bag of weed, roll it all, and then it sits on a shelf. Because as soon as you, gr- as soon as that bud is crushed, the time starts. Yeah. Oxidation, so, man, right? Yeah, More oxidation. So, yep. You got it. Clock so starts. the way we, we structure our orders is, as they come in, I'm like a day ahead kind of of what needs to go out the door. Yes. So we're not sitting on thousands of joints. Yeah. They're rolled and gone. Right. Within no, a 48-hour uh, wow. life cycle. Wow, man. I mean, it almost necessitates that you are small. Right? It's you really gotta important be nimble in order for it to be fresh. Yeah. But I think it's we've we've come up with a good way to scale it. I can... With more bodies, I can. It's it's easily we've made it kind of stupid proof in regard to. And you oh, gotta hey. be you gotta be really good at math because it's all logistics, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, look, but on your side, yeah, I I could see where you could uh, scale out on your side to keep it fresh, but really, it's also dependent on your customer. If the dispensary exactly. doesn't have the flow, they don't have the customer base to run through that. Then you inadvertently get a black eye because yeah, of their them. shitty process, right? They don't have the sales to support what you're trying to right. sell. So and that's why we have a maximum order quantity. Yeah. Right, right. Right. That like, you want to buy, you want to buy 500 joints for us? Fine. You want to buy 501 joints from us? Prove it. Different stores have different models and good. Do what makes sense for your store. And we try to make our orders accommodate you. We don't try to pull, you know, our packaging company is like, well, you got to get 20, you know, 200,000. Of course, like, right. dude, go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> like, you need 50 joints. I'll bring you right. 50 joints, buddy. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to lock you in a contract exclusive. Right. Like, dude, shut up. It's weed. People are yeah. like, well, we only want exclusivity in Snowmass. It's like, right. dude, shut yeah, up. Fuck you. Okay. Right. No. 
Like we got joints. Do you want some? The customer service isn't anything uh, revolutionary. It's just like be cool and stay, stick to your commitments. So yeah. you do what you're going to say you're going to do. That's it. Yeah. No more, no less. And just right. try to accommodate your customer as best you can, yeah. and everything else will work out. And it has. It, and that's why we've been able to crush this first year with just like those basic principles like yeah. hey well, just why don't you be a stand-up person and uh, right, just okay. be there on time it's so crazy man it's, <laughs> and everyone's like wow dude we love dude, you <laughs> right 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 you're actually just a normal person just a regular guy right uh, yep just it's a, so crazy man i mean dude maybe that's maybe that's like the exclamation point in this whole thing is that you guys man the operation is just you're just trying to be cool you know you're just being normal and you're just being fair and you're being cool and everyone else really isn't. The call for work-life balance, harmony, blend, or whatever it is we're calling it these days has never been louder. More and more people are refusing to work overtime, go back to the office, and sacrifice enjoying life for what they see as little return for themselves and an exorbitant amount for those on top. I applaud this new labor movement and the ethos behind it. As a small business owner, this does present challenges, though. When is it the right time to hold tight, and when is it absolutely necessary to grow in order to survive? So, you guys got any plans? I mean, look, I know that the business is tight. It's kind of small, and you know what I mean? You guys are doing this really to make a living, but also to enjoy your life, right? Sure. You're, like, um, like you said at the beginning of the conversation, Spend a lot of your waking hours at work, which should be enjoyable, right? Any plans to grow this any bigger? Or do you like where you're at right now? <laughs> Point of contention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing me and him probably. Yeah. I feel like uh, as a newbie coming in and seeing all these, you know, all the big dogs that have done this, you know, what you did over, you know, with Good Kim over a decade or plus. Yep. Getting big terrifies me. Like getting too big terrifies me rather. Right. I well, think I think um growing into your britches at the right like don't get too big for your britches sort of idea. But also I'm not scared to Well, know. let me tell you where the point of inflection for us was going through that whole thing. It's about 150 people. That's when you lose that ability to know everybody. Right. Right. And especially when they're spread over three states, right? Nevada, Massachusetts, we had people. Um, you can't know everybody. You know, when you're going in, when you're walking up to the door of a building and you got to go through the Google Drive to look up faces to make sure that you can get the names right. Right. There's a problem. And, it, and, and it's, it's not necessarily a problem. Wild. That is a wild metric. It's not. It's not necessarily a problem uh, if you know that is the overall scheme of the business, right? Sure. It's a problem if you pride yourself on being a family business, right? Because you can't be a family business with 150 inside. people. 150 people. There's a. There's a lot of great studies. I'm gonna forget the name of the study, but it's. Uh, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. The number. Right, the tribe. Yeah. Right. Tribes historically were 150 people, and beyond that number, then they broke off, and, and there's other tribe. tribes. And that was it, man. And that has held true, at least in my experience with the business. And beyond that, it's just going to be a different thing. It gets muddy. 
Yeah, yeah. And and you're going to be called corporate. And then that comes with, even though it's just an organizing principle, comes with all this baggage. People are going to look at you differently. Well, you, you got to manage I mean? totally different levels of liabilities. You're a couple steps removed from people, you know what I mean, on the ground, even though you want to be there and like- You got you know bigger I mean? decisions to make. That's right. Yeah, and I think I think um, where this single MIP operation would cap out, oh, plenty, plenty people maybe with with a bunch of different SKUs, and but I would want to make it like, if anything, maybe re- nail down the the operation and then replicate it in another state, hmm. in a different market maybe. Yeah, I. I struggle with it because is there some so there's some really interesting points about our business. First one is is that if there's a hundred and fifty there's a hundred and fifty million dollar joint market in the state. Well, that's at the register, so it's really a seventy five million dollar wholesale market. Yep. So if it's you know, if you can get 10% of that market, that's a $7 million business. Can you get 10% of it? Mm, I don't know. There's a lot of joint SKUs. There's right. a lot of companies who do it. So can you do that? I don't know. But can you do 5%? Maybe. All right. So let's call it $3.5 million. Can you have a $3.5 million joint company? If you do a great job, you can have a $3.5 million joint company. Um, and... Oh, um, and so I really, we, I, we struggle with it like this because we're not a three and a half million dollar joint company today. We're, we're on the path to being a half the size of that. Yeah. And that's enough that, let me tell you what that means for a company. And I guarantee you, you know, this and you'll agree with this immediately. It's enough. It's the big, it's an it's big enough to wake up and be stressed out and have shit to do every day yeah. and not big enough to make a bunch of people money. That's right. Right. And I've got a really good team with a bunch of people. Yeah, man. That's a hard inflection point right there. So it's a very interesting size business where it's enough for us to all survive and exist, but we, but we have good people with real aspirations. Yeah. And so we're at this interesting inflection point for our future where we say, well, guys, do we... How how do we grow this? Do we want to grow this? What does this do to our behavior? Do we give it a one-year run of everything we've got? Let's not raise too much money and do something stupid like all these other companies we've made fun of. Yeah. There's, we're at a very interesting point of our business yeah, where we're man. all very much talking about what the future looks like. We all have our obvious, you know, roles. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, I, mean, I got an idea. Right. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, hey, you're not the idea guy. Right. I'm the idea guy. Right. Get back get back in there, roll joints. Yeah, right. Shut up. No, it's it's an open table and most of our our R and D ideas are like, how can we make someone laugh on the internet yeah. today? Is kind of like you know. Hey, man. The pot. That is not a bad place to be. It's better than being like, hey, my weed's exclusive. It's not right. It'll like, be exclusive oh, yeah. this oh, month. Whoa, dude. Until oh, for it, yeah. yeah, until November rolls right. around. Dude, do you is that Cushman's? <laughs> oh what? Is yeah. that Cushman's? No yeah, way. 
You guys got Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, <laughs> no, dude. Say it ain't so. All right, fellas. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that, man. I can't um, thank you enough. You know, the uh, just the outlook on the industry, man, the yeah. authenticity, the humor. Let's not forget the humor, man. Just having somebody like some people in the industry that are still bringing that. I have yet to really have anybody to speak to that, man. And that's well, appreciate awesome. appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Yeah, thanks, fam. That was the Joints crew. Hunter Garth, Papa Joints. Yeah, they came through, man. They brought the humor. They brought the realness. They brought some weed. That was cool. Um, you know what, man? Like I said a while ago in the newsletter, let's make weed fun again. Let's just get away from all this nonsense and yeah we gotta make money man yeah but not everybody's gonna be rich man you know not everybody's gonna be walking around with that big old bag with the dollar sign on it let's just face it some of you might actually just make a living and that's okay too hey you know what else is okay that i know you know see green podcast on sundays a okay as they say that's right Every Sunday you can catch us. Well, maybe not every Sunday because I think I'm going to take a week off. You know what I mean? It's Thanksgiving holiday, man. I'm going to relax with the fam. You know what I mean? Eat food and then eat some more food and then eat some more food. Um, but if you need to get your fix, you can catch up on the old episodes. Scroll through the catalog. I mean, there's 10 episodes now and I'm sure you haven't heard them all. And you can catch those episodes on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Amazon. You know, you could just go to the Instagram, the Sea Green One. You can get your fix there. You can check out some of the written word, the newsletter, Sea Green. You know, just get up on all things cannabis. So, hey, like, subscribe, support, and... Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Peace. Nuclear warfare. AI, bro. AI is taking over. Duh. Buy Bitcoin. No. Don't do that. No NFTs. Yeah, don't do any of that shit.